0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Exert Breakthrough Lab podcast. I'm your host, Scott Steele. Excited to be here with you guys again. Um, we've got some interesting topics to be discussing today. Um, and uh, as usual, I'll be joined by Armando Mastracci. Hey, everyone. And by Dr. Stephen Chung.
1: How's everyone today?
0: Doing good. Uh, I know. Doing great. in In our last um, in our last podcast, I know I had talked about um, kind of having moved to a new city uh, late last fall and um, having the chance finally to get out and start exploring. Um, so I've had some uh, adventurous group rides so far this year. Um, those that have ridden with me, I apologize for taking you to, to closed coffee shops and getting you lost. But um, we had we had fun along the way. And um, I think that's something that we're going to talk about as well in this podcast is Um, uh, the fact that I got some great training rides in um, and had some adventures uh, while doing that. So uh, I've been busy with that. We've had a lot of uh, discussion, I think, uh, on our forums and uh, online about um, some hot new topics in in sports science. So um, those that have been in the forums, we've been talking about uh, this whole detrended fluctuation analysis, alpha one, this whole heart rate variability that's been uh, a lot of talk on that. And I've enjoyed engaging with, with some of our users on that.
2: Um, yeah, that's been great. You know, I think a lot of the, um, you know, little chatter on Twitter and then, uh, some of it now going over into Facebook, talking about the DFA alpha one and how it applies to lower threshold power. That's been kind of fun, hasn't it?
0: Yeah, it's been fun just interacting and, and having people go out and, and get the equipment needed to test it. And, um, those that are listening that might not know what I'm talking about, I, I did write um, a brief summary article in PEZ uh, last month that talks kind of about what this DFA Alpha 1 is and, and how you can test it. Um, it's, 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 I think it's been just an interesting talking point, really. Um, it's something new and, and interesting for us to, to take a look at. So I've mm-hmm. enjoyed some of those things. Um, what about you, Armando? How's, um, how's the recovery been? I know you've been getting in some nice outdoor rides as well.
2: Yeah, it's been, uh, it's interesting, you know, I think the fitness is starting to come back and certain certain elements are still, uh, so lacking. It seems like the, uh, you know, once, uh, once I get to about 110, you know, like 65 miles or so of riding, it starts to get really achy, achy. So, uh, that's the, that's the only thing I'm kind of contending with right now, but it's, overall, it seems like it's been, the progress has been good and I'm looking forward to getting more out, getting more rides in there and spending more time. We're still in, here in the uh, Toronto area. We're still somewhat in a lockdown. So we're not really not a lot of, you know, group rides going out and everyone's still being careful and stuff. So um, we're hoping we come out of our lockdown in the next uh, month or two, at least. And then or at most of us hope and then uh, get back and doing a lot more group rides, which are just so much fun.
0: Yeah, I know. Uh your your sprint power looks to be back. I, um, I you know we did go for a ride um just uh, a couple weekends ago and I I did get beat pretty badly in some town sign sprints, but uh, I made up for it in the climbs.
2: Well <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know you got what 20 kilograms on me? That's no yeah. that's no fair. Yeah. I'm, you know, I'm what, five, at, yeah, At five watts per kilo, that's what, a hundred watts? <laughs> I have to I have to I have to output uh, another hundred more just to keep up with you. That's exactly that, that's yeah. a problem. <laughs> so I have See? to find a way to either add more power or or lose a I lose, you know, start to, you know, maybe start cutting off some limbs. <laughs> maybe uh I might be able to get down to your weight somehow.
0: There we go. Mm-hmm. Um, it it interesting enough is I've actually lost um just a little bit of weight over the past couple of years. Um I know 300 Watts uh, threshold was kind of a, a goal of mine for a while. And I did achieve it uh, a couple of years back, roughly at a training load of hundred right around that four star level. And what I found interesting is since I've um, like, since then I've lost a, a little bit of weight and now I'm getting very close to those four stars again. And um, I've noticed just because of the weight loss, that I, I simply haven't been able to get back to those numbers yet. So um, yeah, but so you're
2: HIE and peak power higher. So you've yes. kind of offset. So now you're, uh, you I've, know,
0: you I've, can, you're, also, you're more
2: of a puncher now than you are a climber.
0: Yeah. Which I, I would attribute to a lot more, uh, high
2: intensity training
0: and, uh, with, with some of our exert sessions over the winter is spending a lot more time, um, kind of working on the high intensity system versus historically just base, 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 base. And, and then I had a really nice threshold, but I just couldn't sustain any power above it. So, it's been an interesting transition for me, but uh, I still do enjoy doing all the climbs, uh, especially near the escarpment here. Uh, since that's always been my go-to, is I've always been a good climber. So, but um, what about you? Uh, what about you, Stephen? What have you well, been up
1: to? Well, uh, since the roads here in Niagara are pretty flat, and all my riding has just been solo and kind of for fun, most of my uh, vertical meters have been uh, been in. Uh, actual bouldering and and rock climbing itself so that's been my focus this um, this spring so far and it's been fabulous I've been at the Niagara Glen a lot with uh my son and and some uh kind of friends in our climbing bubble and we've been climbing just amazing the progression I've had this this year has been unbelievable I'm climbing A lot harder grades than I ever have last year, the years before, and uh, I'm able to do it with much more confidence and without breaking anything. So that's been a good bonus, except for shredding my hand on a hold uh, this past weekend, but otherwise been injury free and climbing better than ever. I've smashed some of my big goals already in terms of the number of climbs and the difficulty of the climbs this year and and just going to keep pushing it.
0: Yeah, that's really good um, we're all
2: wired in some way to kind of you know achieve new levels whether it's on a, a rock face or on the bike or or what have you so uh that sounds great Stephen.
1: Um, yeah well it's cool with climbing because it you know everyone does it at their own level and uh but you know there are some climbs i know you know at my age and my ability i'll never be able to do but yeah, you get just as much enjoyment pushing your own limits as uh you know the really elite people do so that's the uh, that's the cool thing with exploring the glen and challenging myself with new routes and kind of different different moves and again things that i didn't think were possible so yeah the progression is is addictive i mean that's mm-hmm. why we do sports whatever uh, kind of sports we want it's often to really push our limits and part of it is going to be what we talk about today. Yeah. It's so
0: yeah I was just going to say, it's a really good segue uh, into exactly kind of the, the topic that we really want to focus on today is really all about optimizing, optimizing your fitness on the bike. And so we're going to talk um, kind of about what people have historically done kind of to, to optimize that fitness with, with kind of those structured training plans we'll see some of the options that um, EXERT offers to um, our users and um, how we can provide really those tools to help coaches, to help um, maybe self-coached athletes really um, kind of achieve new heights. So what does it take really to continue improving um, now that a lot of us are um, at least in in the Northern Hemisphere now off the trainers, uh, at least most of the time and, uh, and doing more riding outside.
2: Yeah. And, you know, I think, you know, we, you know, we're, we just kind of released some new features in support of that. So there's been, you know, up until now, you know, most of our users have been kind of working with their target event date. Um, But, you know, we just released some, a, a couple of new capabilities. We call them program types. So now you have other options. So, you know, we looked at our users and, we would we would get on a very frequent level uh, for a very frequent basis the question of okay i don't have a target event date what do i do how do i set up the system and so we would just say yeah just set it to a date that's either too far in the future or too far in the past and it would just going to give you kind of regular kind of training Uh, but that was a little bit kind of indirect so we thought rather than making that process indirect we thought we would tackle it head on so What you have in the system now is the ability to kind of choose between you, whether you want uh, to train towards a target event date. And that hasn't changed. This will be 120 days um, prior to the target event date is when your structured training will will take place. Um, But now we've introduced two others. One is called continuous improvement. So continuous improvement is to say, I'm not really training for anything, but I want to improve. And we find that a lot of our users are in that mode. They just don't really have kind of any specific you know, date that they really want to target, yet they still want to do something and have some kind of purpose in mind. So that's the kind of continuous improvement setting. So that's a new setting. Um, and then we've introduced one that's called a challenge, a 30 day challenge. So a lot of people, it's they'd like to see some kind of end date and they want to have some kind of motivation um, to kind of create and, and, or reach some sort of level. So we created that one. I think that's also quite motivational in a lot of ways to say, Hey, you know, how, how good can I get in 30 days? Really? Can I, can I achieve the kind of fitness I want uh, I can get to in 30 days. So those are the new two options that are available to you. If you go on to the, your, your fitness page, you log into to exert and, uh, you'll notice under goals, there's a little link called goals it's for goals and settings, so you can then update and choose the program type that you want to follow uh, by clicking on that uh, clicking on that link.
0: Yeah, and I think this is uh, for us really a, a big step forward because I know historically speaking, folks have been like, "Oh, how do I?" Um, or like how do I use or how do I set my training target event date to get these types of workouts? And, uh, there were a whole bunch of discussions on the forums on roundabout ways that different users had, uh, kind of made the system work, uh, at the time. But I think this is really uh, a nice step forward for us because I think there are simply a lot of athletes, uh, myself included, who might not have a particular event, uh, in mind right now. And so might not, um, really be training for specifically something, but might want just want to monitor how's my training load? How's my threshold? Um, how, what do I need to do to kind of keep improving those? And so I think these are going to be, uh, some really nice features, um, really to, to address some of those limitations that we've had in the past.
2: Yeah. You know, and I think a lot of people as well, um, you know, they do a lot of different kinds of training. So, you know, training isn't just about following a plan and doing structured workouts. You know, I think, you know, with, when, when, you know, if you do have a target event date and you want to totally optimize your training, you're going to be very specific on the training that you're going to do and you're going to have it all kind of laid out for you in, in a training plan. Um, but we know our users, you know, they don't necessarily have, you know, that level of rigor in terms of how they want to conduct their training. Uh, They want to be able to incorporate different types of events and different types of rides as part of their training, Um, but yet they still want to improve. So how do you incorporate all the things that you do yet still have visibility towards some level of improvement and some kind of progression and progressive overload? How do you ensure all that's happening? So that's kind of where we think we're going to help, you know, a good number of users that are out there that, you know, they don't want to just do workouts, right? They don't want to just go, okay, I want to improve. Okay. So for me to improve, I've got to just follow the workout plan. And then that's, that's, that's all there is. No, we want to be able to say, Hey, you know, I want to be able to do my Zwift rides in this winter, winter, or even in the summer, I want to do some racing. I want to do some group rides. I want to do some solo rides. I want to be able to incorporate all this, but I still want to improve. And I still actually, I want to be able to take advantage. This is something we want to talk about today. Like how do I take advantage of all this stuff to maybe even achieve newer levels of fitness because of the, greater motivation that I would have the greater interest and, in, you know, I'm more apt to ride a five hour group ride with my buddies than I am going to going to do a two hour high intensity workout. Right. So how do I fit something like that into my schedule and use that to actually gain and even reach new levels that I wouldn't have attained had I followed that kind of a, you know, inflexible, workout based training plan so that's the other side of this i think that's important to to understand
1: and that's really key it's uh it's overall enjoyment of the sport it's not just about you know, again some people it works really well some people uh, really love you know drilling down to every last detail and having things super programmed and you know they can do solo rides and in hard intervals as much as you want but i would say that's probably a small 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 uh, fraction of people out there in the world and cyclists in particular who part of the reason we are in the sport is is because we we don't want to be told uh kind of necessarily day by day exactly what we need to do and that's kind of part of why i got into cycling it's uh I was a high school on the basketball team in high school, and I was a star bench warmer. And when I discovered the bikes, like, what you mean? There's nobody telling me I can't, you know, ride my bike today, or or uh, telling me I can only ride, you know, kind of this many kilometers or whatever. It's like sign me up. So, besides the fact I was never that great in in a uh, basketball, uh, it was an easy switch to cycling. Part of it is that freedom to to do what you want and to kind of, in a sense, um, be the master of kind of your, your own destiny to rather than, then rely on a coach. And there is a huge amount of value in having a coach, you know, for riders of all levels. But, you know, I think the vast majority of listeners probably do not necessarily, have a coach but they want some kind of structure but they also want some kind of flexibility to kind of in a sense to uh, to wing it as they as they go
0: yeah so i, I just had a, a couple of things uh w- one i i often joke uh, with with people that uh, i primarily ride so i can enjoy the uh, butter tarts and the apple fritters um <laughs> So I'm definitely one of those folks that that really does ride for enjoyment. Um, I like seeing how high I can get my fitness signature, but I think um, you're you're definitely not wrong. I think there's a, a very large group of of individuals that that ride for their own reasons, whether that's uh, like I said, individual fitness goals or uh, just for fun. Um, and so I think it's important that we have some sort of way that we allow those um, individuals to continue to improve, even without forcing them to do in intervals on a trainer every single day. Uh, The other point really um that I wanted to kind of re highlight that Armando brought up is that um training isn't just those structured workouts. I think we need to be cognizant that um really all anytime you're riding your bike, it's training. And so um one of the one of the points that I wanted to bring up is that um if you're a rider that that does go for the weekend Cafe rides um, that that does the weekend high intensity rides um, that or maybe just rides by themselves that doesn't make any that doesn't make them any less of an athlete if you will than say the athlete that is sticking inside and only sitting on the trainer uh, doing their structured intervals every day I think um, it's very possible to be um, to to be a great athlete and to enjoy some of the flexibility um, of participating in, in those group rides, uh, group workouts, things like that. I don't think that um, in order to be your best, I don't think you need to, to do everything solo and on your own. I think it's important to recognize that there are many situations where participating in, uh, as, um, or participating in some form of a group activity can actually be very beneficial to your training. And I think EXERT actually has some of the tools to, to help athletes and, and hopefully coaches start to recognize this.
2: You know, I, I totally agree. Um, You know, I think that's kind of where I think we have a a really key role to play for, whether it's the individual athlete or even the coach is because, you know, with exert, you can start to evaluate how much of an influence, a particular ride that you're going to do is going to have on your fitness. And so the recognition that if I can get the athlete to to generate a little bit more XSS, if I'm a coach, I can get them to generate a little bit more XSS. If I can get them to generate a little bit more focus in terms of what I'm looking for them to accomplish, then I can get them to achieve a higher level of where they would normally be had I give them some other type of training. So that's really the key is that this is not about the structure of the workouts. Isn't what gives you the benefit it's the overall, at least in exert terms, it's the overall excess and the focus and the amount of strain you accumulate in all three systems. How those add up and how you periodize. getting back back to the work, you know, the concept of periodization. If I'm a coach, how do I make all those things add up to be the highest values I can get from the athlete in reaching a particular goal? So, if you do have a target event date in your coach, you have multiple target event dates. Ultimately, those are the levers you're kind of working with, right? Is how do I make those numbers add up to be those best values I can get for the athlete in, in preparation for, for these events. But the same mechanisms are there, whether you're an athlete with multiple target event dates or whether you're just an athlete looking for continuous improvement, the mechanisms are still there. You're trying to look for ways in which you're going to maximize that XSS that you're going to gain and looking for the opportunities to gain that XSS whether it's because I have a little bit more free time, so I'm going to I'm going to do a little bit more training today because I got an extra half hour or another another half an hour, or I'm not going to skip t- today's effort. I'm going to look to see if I can do some more endurance training, um, or you know I'm going to take advantage of this particular group effort. It's going to be harder than I'm expecting, but it's going to push me harder, and I'm going to get a little bit more excess out of that. When you start thinking in those terms, and you and you start to imagine how all this is going to play into your fitness increases then that's the those are really the opportunities for you to to reach those kind of new levels because whether you're a coach and you're like i said you're playing with those levers to try and eke out as much as you can or whether you're just on your own and you're saying okay you know i've got three hours like for me you know it's what i'm doing i got three hours in the morning sometimes i'm out there so how much how much can i pack in in three hours right? Because if I, I know if I continuously pack in as much as I can in those three hours in the morning that I have, my training is going to increase, my fitness numbers are going to increase, I'm going to be able if I do that continuously, I can get some some really high numbers. So That's the kind of thinking that I think moves you beyond just thinking about the workouts and thinking about the scheduled workouts that you have. But thinking about how do I apply the availability that I have, and so that I can reach this new levels of fitness that um, you know, I can I can only get when I really think about uh, and target the types of of training that's going to maximize my, my my training loads.
0: Yeah, and I think something else that that really goes along with that too is some of the mental training too. I know um, I, I'm I'm no uh, Dr. Stephen Chung. I I can't rack up 165 difficulty on my trainer um i just i i don't have the motivation to do that by myself i just i i can't i don't know i i'll get up to like 100 difficulty and then anything more than that i need some serious motivation that day to push through but motivation
1: uh, (laughs) is to see how high you can make it like once you pass 100 that's where the fun begins and that's where you again push as high as you can and it's it's kind of the same thing of you know you see your MPA drop and that becomes a motivation to keep pushing it to to get that breakthrough right it it becomes addictive once I find when I get below about when it's into the six hundreds and the MPA is like okay I've gone this far I might as well get a breakthrough and and that kind of motivates me in the back half of a um kind of set to to push that breakthrough. That first part is not really motivating when your MPA is only at about a thousand or whatever, it's just barely dropped in those first intervals. But once it gets past about into the 600s that like, okay, I can do this now. I can, I can really push deeper.
2: But there is a different sensation, you know, just as kind of a little off topic. Yeah. There's a little bit of a different sensation too. When you get down or your MPA gets down to 600 and 500, it's, it's, it's not as, it wouldn't say it's, it's painful. You're just under a lot of distress, but you're actually feeling like you can handle this. You just know, you just don't have any power. So it's not like you're uncomfortable with it. You just know that you don't have any power left, but it's a, uh, it's pretty interesting experience when you're uh, you're trying to hold on to uh, you know, power when your MPA is all the way down that low. It's kind of, kind of, kind of fun actually.
0: So I, th- I think kind of where I started off on this, is, uh, is this idea that uh, kind of, at least for me personally, and I think there might be many other athletes like me, is, is I, I feel like I'm able to push myself more when I have others that are around me that are able to push me. Um, and so one example is just straight up, just regular sprints. Like I can go out and I can do a sprint workout by myself um, and I might still have a decent session, but I know um, when I'm on a group ride and I'm with some really good sprinters that are faster than me, Uh, even if I lose some of the town sign sprints I know that I end up pushing myself a little bit harder and I know that ended up being uh, better sprint training for me Uh, I hit better numbers I overall I I felt better after those sprints than I did just noodling out by myself or or doing some um, sprints out by myself so I think that's the other thing to to recognize too is is when Uh, your training alone versus when you have opportunity to participate in those group sessions it it also does give you some of the the mental whether that's the feeling of of being in the pack and racing with others or just the general motivation like everyone else is suffering suffering as much as I can uh or as I am and they're still going so therefore I'll keep going um so I think uh, a lot of the group dynamics does help make more of that training um uh, maybe e- easier to do, um, I don't know, more motivated or just uh, less mentally taxing on you. Um,
2: yeah, that's that's a really important point. It's one of the reasons why we've come out with the exert sessions feature is because we recognize that, again, if you're looking to, you know, we're talking, this is about optimizing fitness, you know, you want to optimize fitness, you want to be able to do sessions and you want to be able to complete them. You want to be able to complete them with the, with the highest XSS with the, you know, with the appropriate focus. And just because you have a workout scheduled, if you don't finish the workout or can't finish the workout, then doesn't matter what was scheduled. You know, you didn't, you, you didn't achieve what, what was needed. Your compliance level goes down. Meanwhile, you know, had you had an opportunity potentially to, to ride with a group where there's an additional level of motivation, um we may not have been let's say absolutely at the perfect workout you should have d- done at that time but maybe this one you would have completed or maybe it's, in some cases even harder than what you normally would have done because you wouldn't have been able to finish such a difficult workout on your own those are the sort of things that you again you when you recognize and you start to add those into your training that you can achieve newer levels higher levels than you would have normally Because yeah, you might've identified the perfect workout for you and if had you done it alone and and finished it, you'd have been doing okay. But here's an opportunity where you might do something a little more challenging that you wouldn't have tackled because you're in a group environment or just because you're in in a group environment, you're more likely to be compliant. You're more likely to have finished it. And these things, as you add those into your training that you can achieve newer and higher levels than you would have otherwise.
1: Well, it's really about offloading your mental uh kind of mental strain in a sense onto others right it's uh that's why for most people it's much easier to to do something in a group whether it's even go for a run go for a go for a ride do a hard interval session it's because you, know, you have something else to think about besides the fact that you're the only one suffering. So, if you're doing it a, a hard workout solo, it requires a you know much more mental energy. Whereas if you're doing it in a group, it's really distributed across the entire group. And just like over this past winter, I took part in some group uh, rides on Swift, where it was people from all around Northeast northeast uh us that were organizing these rides and we did it all virtually on swift and we're all connected on discord and and was just chatting away for four and a half hours um, or more with a lot of elevation and i would never ever ever even dream of doing that solo but it was a good pleasant conversation and and a fun ride the whole time, uh, that I wasn't bored or just thinking I still have another two and a half hours to go. So it's really about maximizing your, in a sense, training benefit. Whether you want to quantify that by XSS or just overall, overall benefit, and while minimizing the, the uh, mental drain, and that's what's gonna f- get you to improve the most with kind of the least risk for mental burnout.
2: You know, there's, you know, that's, that's, that certainly applies. We hear that often with our exert sessions. You know, they, I did more than I would have normally have done. They go by faster mm-hmm. and I enjoy them and I look forward to doing the next one. So there's all these kind of dynamics that start to pl- that come into place when you're, you know, you're doing workouts with other people and they can be quite challenging. And, you know, you know, This equivalency thing is pretty important because it's unique, I think, to exert in a lot of ways is where we can start to say that, you know, these two workouts, they maybe look very, very different, or even this group ride in this workout may look very different. But ultimately, when you add them all up, they kind of add up to be the same kind of effect on you. And I'll give you an example. Um, You know, there's 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 quite a number of people that look to do for example the four by eight siler workout because you know there was a you know there was that uh, research that was done comparing the four by four against the four by eight against the four by 16 and the four by eight turned out to be providing the most, most value for athletes in comparison to those other two um but you know to me i use this example you know for people, you know, some people, that's all they do. They end up doing just four by eight workouts. So that's, that's, they, they feast on them and that's, they track them. They see how many they can complete and how well they do them. And they do those all on their own. And I'm not knocking that approach. It's, it's a very, a very valid and effective approach. It's a great workout. And if you can continuously do them, you can actually probably do very, very well, but that's not the only way to to, you know, the skin, this cat, so to speak, right. There's other ways that you're going to be able to achieve the same kind of training benefit without putting yourself through the ringer, which is, these are really hard workouts. When you do them the way they're supposed to be done, they're like extremely difficult workouts. And so, you know, I know there's a lot of people that aren't able to to finish them the way they're supposed to be done. And so they're abandoned and they redo them. And, you know, you know, there's all this effort around how well they can execute these workouts. So I think that's that's fine. But I think, like you're saying, we can achieve the same results through a different mechanism. I think that's key, right, is I we can give you the same benefits as these workouts in a, an environment where you're going to be a lot more motivated. So or in a format that's going to give you an opportunity to finish the workout rather than abandon it. So the last thing you want to be able to do is the last thing you want to subject yourself to is doing a workout that you abandon, or doing a workout where you have to hit the, you know, have to sort of scale it back in order to finish it. Right. So these are sort of things that you really don't want to have to do. And those are going to impact your overall fitness in the end. So, so that's kind of key. Um, and so finding opportunities, finding different kinds of workouts, Maybe it's the variety that's going to give you a little bit more opportunity to kind of do more rather than just doing the same old thing all the time. Maybe it's the the opportunity of doing with other people. Maybe it's the opportunity to do the same workout as a race rather than as a workout. What have you? Those are some of the key things, I think, that once you add those in and you put those into your overall training, you can end up with better overall results.
0: Yeah. Um, I think something that's really important to bring up, I know we've been talking a lot so far this podcast podcast about, um, going harder, getting more exercise, um, uh, uh, and really talking about like packing in the training, but I think something that's also going to be very important for a lot of our users, uh, um, who are tuning into this is, is that, um, there is discipline also required in achieving a new fitness level. And I think, um, through hopefully the use of your, of your training status in exert, you have a better idea of uh, when you might need to be disciplined. And, and um, I, am referring to this more so for uh, users that tend to go hard too much that um, they, they like, they like the high intensity. They might be doing swift races uh, two, maybe three times a week. Uh, and so what they might find is that you're going to be kind of in this constant state of yellow um, where you your, your freshness status never goes back to blue. It, exert never says I'm fresh. And so I think it's important for people if they want to continue to improve and you really want to get good high intensity sessions. And in, I think it's also important to be disciplined and spend the time uh, really taking those recovery rides seriously or the, those endurance rides seriously. And so that means when your status is, is yellow and exert and you might be feeling a little bit tired from yesterday's hard group ride or something, I think it's important that you that you understand you have a yellow status and that you should really keep the intensity down. And
1: and, and for me, it's uh, I kind of polarize my training outdoors with uh, depending on whether I ride my road bike or whether I ride my gravel bike. If I'm if I'm uh, riding my road bike, it usually means it's a hard day. It's going to be interval day, whereas. Gravel bike, it's you know both by the nature and the philosophy of gravel, and also just by its nature, it's you're not going to be hammering out intervals on a gravel bike. And I know those are the big kind of longer endurance efforts, uh, steady, steadier pacing, steadier effort, lower effort. And um, so yeah, I kind of polarize my training depending on which bike I uh, I bring out of the garage. It's again, road bike is hammer day. That's when I'm blue. And I want to really feel fast on the bike. And, and then the gravel bike is when I just want to get in a good long ride.
2: Yeah. You know, and, and I I think the other thing to keep in mind, um, and this is something you can pay attention to something I do and I've been able to kind of really, uh, get my training load to kind of levels that I haven't been able to do in the past. And that is when I open up my planner. So if I just finished some high intensity work, and I open up my planner and I see that you know today is today is Saturday and I just did this hard group ride, and I'm yellow until Wednesday, let's just say. So I've got a good you know let's say Tuesday. I got four days of yellow because it was really really hard. Um, that doesn't mean that you know I can just you know I can do endurance but it doesn't mean I have to take it easy until Wednesday. You know, I can, I can certainly look for opportunities to add a lot of strain, low intensity strain, up until Wednesday. So that's really the key. And in fact, if you think about it, what it means is that because yellow is really a reflection of your high and peak intensity systems, those have been really taxed, and those need the rest, that whether I do nothing, or whether I do a ton of low-intensity XSS, my status will go blue on the same day. There's something you, you, know, you, 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 can, you can play around with the planner, but I'm just going to point that out, is that whether I do nothing from Saturday until Wednesday or whether I do a lot of low-intensity strain from Saturday until Wednesday, Wednesday I'm going to go blue. So the only thing I have to do is I have to stay disciplined can't allow myself to go too hard again without you know starting to be a little more cognizant of whether I'm doing this doing too much intensity but if I really want to play the period uh, the polarization card and I want to play that effectively that's really what I'm doing I'm saying okay I, system says I'm going to be fresh enough for intensity on Wednesday what do I do up until then well load up load up on the low intensity just do endurance rides. That's the you know that's the the eighty percent of the of the uh, the polarization scale, and you, you don't have to back off. You just you know if you can do more, do more. So that's the attitude that I've had with my training, and uh, you know I'm always looking for opportunities to do more longer endurance rides. If I have the time, go for it. And I know that if I'm disciplined enough to keep keep those low intensity enough, then I'm going to return back to freshness level at the same time. So that's really key. And it's an an important aspect to, uh, to exert that you'll see when you, when you're playing around with the planner.
1: And that's probably how it works out in terms of which bike I pull out. It's probably once at most twice a week that I'll I'll bring out the road bike to play in. And then the rest of the time, it's just, uh, get out the gravel bikes and just ride and ride long because again, I have no desire to, it's kind of a, an enforced break because whether I want to or not, the gravel bikes just aren't built for doing intervals. So yeah, you're just going to be putting in a lot of hours and a lot of time at a, at an endurance effort on when you're on the gravel bike. So yeah, it's, that's again, it goes back to exactly what you're saying, but you know, that's how I, 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 I actually do my polarization is road bike or gravel bike.
2: You know, I'll, I'll, I'll say that for me, the gravel bike is exactly that until I ride with others, <laughs> you know, some of the guys that I ride with on gravel bikes are a lot stronger than me. And so when I end up riding with them, uh, it tends to be a little bit more intensity than I bargain for. Um, yeah. You know, and then some of the elevation gains that, you know, we're, we're in a little more hillier region here, uh, Stephen, than you are. So when it comes to some of the places up North in Hockley Valley, uh, there's lots of nasty, steep gravel hills that, you know, folks that I ride with are not really kind enough to kind of go slow. So you're, uh, um it's certainly accumulating a lot of more excess than i would normally accumulate time to start hacking off some limbs again (laughs) oh exactly tell you about it yeah so uh yeah so i think in that case it really depends on if i'm on my own i agree i you know it's so enjoyable just being out on the open roads and just sort of enjoying the riding but again you put yourself in the right kind of company and uh kind of easy ride that's another thing talk about discipline you know you want to avoid kind of the high intensity stuff. Then sometimes you're better off riding alone because you know how it is, right? You start riding with other people, and intensity starts going up. And you know, people you know tend to go a little bit harder than they no- would normally have if they're around other people. So that's uh, something else to pay attention to.
0: Yeah, um, great, great talking points there. I'm just uh, wanting to keep things uh, moving here because I know we had so much that we wanted to talk about today. Um, the next little bit, I just wanted to talk about how, um, how athletes can continue to use exert really to track their improvements, uh, throughout the season. Um, and I think it's really important to highlight that, um, you can kind of, you can build in these, these benchmarks of your fitness into your training without needing to, to take a day and do an FTP test or, or anything like that. We don't need you to do any sort of 20 minute effort or five minute effort, I think if you are adding in sufficient, um, sufficient high intensity into your group rides, then it's very likely that you're going to get a breakthrough, uh, or multiple breakthroughs on those rides. And, and so I can give an example, um, just the other week I, I, uh, was going out for a ride with someone and, um, it had been a while. I think the last time we had ridden together was, uh, sometime last, last September, but, um, they had seen all the, the group riding that I had done with the exert sessions and, i think they were actually almost a little intimidated to ride with me and make sure you tire yourself out the day before and uh and then i ended up being the one like hanging on for dear life most of the most of the ride um he ended up dragging me up up the hills through dundas and um, i was just hanging on for dear life with him uh and sure enough i look down i've got ubc going on my k2 and i can see I'm i'm basically almost at a breakthrough i'm like well at this point, I might as well just push for it, um, and, and so I ended up getting an, an, like a nice uh, 12 watt bump um, that day. Just not really like I didn't feel like I needed to to go out and do a test or anything. I was just <laughs> generally having fun, like I said, hanging on for hanging on for dear life uh, uh, on this group ride, and and without really feeling forced to do any sort of testing, Exert uh, was able to recognize that and say, "Hey, like your your peak power went up." Uh, 120 watts on that ride and your threshold went up as well um, and, and and I never once had the feeling that I was forced to do any sort of uh, effort or anything so I think that's something that's really valuable for a lot of exerters as well is that we can detect some of those Im- improvements in fitness without you needing to do some sort of one minute test and five minute tests and um, all those sorts of tests.
2: Yeah. You know, I think that's, that's a really important point because part of this whole process isn't just about, you know, boosting your training load. We've been talking about boosting your training load, but that's got to translate into bigger numbers, right? You got to be able to see your threshold go up. You see other numbers go up in the process. So how do you, how do you validate the training gains, right? How do they, you know, how do you, how do you get the benefits out of them? And the way to do that is to show that you can produce the numbers, right? And so what you'll find is that whether you're in back to these group workouts, right? They tend to make you, when you're riding with others that are at your same level and you're all pushing each other, um, you're gonna see yourself you know, potentially get you know, you get these breakthroughs. The great thing about breakthroughs is that A, you get the feedback. So you'll see how well you're doing. Are you getting the training Uh, gains that that you had wanted for yourself so you're get you're able to kind of see what's happening to yourself so that feedback is really important because it's you know positive reinforcement but the act of actually getting the the breakthrough itself is beneficial in the excess that it gives you So when to get a breakthrough, you can't get a breakthrough with a low amount of XSS generally, you know, you're generally riding for a little bit longer, a little harder, you're generating more XSS. So the act of getting a breakthrough itself is great training on its own. So that's where you can incorporate those as part of your training, get a great high intensity workout, get to recalibrate your signature and, you know, get that feedback that all your training is starting to pay off.
1: Yeah, and again, all of my riding right now is solo. I haven't done any group rides, but uh, yeah. And some days I know, okay, like this is going to be a breakthrough workout. And again, I'll either do the Ronestads or my uh, my other kind of workouts that I know is almost guaranteed to give me a breakthrough. And and they're the good thing is they're very time efficient, and also that they are great training in addition to providing an updated kind of numbers for me.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, it kind of goes hand in hand with, uh, with your point there. Um, but something that we're starting to see more and more often, uh, from a lot of, um, like head units is the uh, ability to do outdoor workouts. And, um, so I think something that would be an interesting talking point is, Um, is really talking about do we need to be doing kind of structured training outdoors um, or are we able to somehow create some sort of um, beneficial training stimulus without necessarily following some form of structured um, workout
2: well all all good exerters totally understand that concept right that they can you know, it's good to get structured workouts in outdoors. You know you can use the exert workout player. It's actually designed to be able to handle greater the dynamics of outdoor rise by adjusting either the power or adjusting the duration, the kind of smart interval stuff. So it's engineered to ha- help you kind of deal with the the kind of variations that you're going to get outside. So you know you can certainly do those workouts. Um, and you're encouraging we encourage you to do those workouts. if you can, but you don't feel like you need to because ultimately in the end, it's how the numbers add up. Right? Can you make the numbers add up to the way they're supposed to? So you did a video, we did a video, Scott, about how to achieve a certain focus in a particular workout. And you know, and that's really key. I think the, the smart exert users know that they can go out and they say, okay, I'm gonna keep this below LTP. It's gonna be my endurance workout. All I gotta do is keep it, I don't need intervals. I just got to know, I'm going to keep this below LTP. I can go a little bit above it here and there, but if I keep it there, I've got my endurance workout done. Right. So they, they already know that. And they go, okay, well, if I'm going to work on my VO2 and I need to do my five-minute power, well, they know that number. My five-minute power is whatever, you know, 360 watts. Um, and that's the target for their focus. We, we present that information to them. They don't need intervals to tell them, you know how long they need to hold it just go right? you just go find a place where you can you can hit it hold 360 watts hold it until you can't hold it anymore take a little bit of a break do it again right um and just you repeat those efforts whether it's a hill repeat or whatever you're doing just repeat those efforts you come back and you'll you you either you know at the time because you're using our app but if you don't have our focus app, you don't have our XSS on your app, you're using a Wahoo, for example, that doesn't shouldn't prevent you from getting this or attacking the problem the same way. You're saying, okay, I know that I need to get, you know, this type of intensity in my workout. If I can deliver that intensity under fatigue, I'm going to get more benefit. So let's go out and really drill that hill, do it as often as I can. And when you come back, and it says your focus was five-minute power, and you got 120 XSS, you're like, hey, wow, that was exactly what I needed to do today, right? You, You don't need the workout. The workout can help you achieve that, but you don't need the workout. I think once you're aware of what you're trying to achieve, then you take that awareness with you where you go, and then look to achieve what needs to be done with that workout. And when you're doing that over and over, and looking to maximize the XSS, and and really hone in on that focus, then you're going to get the best results.
0: Yeah. And uh, I I think something else that's uh, important to understand as well, it's something that we do get emailed um, with our support every once in a while. is People are asking like, Hey, how do I do this workout outside? Or um, I I think something else that um, especially keen exerters might find interesting or, or, Um, might want to try is instead of trying to make a workout fit somewhere with what's available by you. So um, maybe you don't have hills to to go do hill repeats on. Or uh, I I think what's important is that if you start to recognize the type of riding that you have near you, whether that's hills, whether that's flats, um, uh, and you recognize what you have, and then you can create kind of workouts that match the uh, kind of the elevation profile or the the type of riding that you have nearby you. Um, and, and once you're able to do a couple of those workouts, you'll get a feel and you can analyze them and exert and you can actually see what the focus in the XSS was. And then in the future, if you know, like, oh, when I did that workout. So, for example. Uh, uh Steven, when i first moved to um to the font hill area had shown me one of his um uh favorite uh, favorite workouts i can't remember the name of the road right now i'm blanking on it our race winning intervals road
1: yeah on roland road on
0: roland yes so uh essentially it's um more or less four little 30 second or so um mini climbs separated by roughly three uh flatter sections that were about a minute And so, uh, when he was showing me this workout, you'd essentially push kind of as hard as you could go up the, up the 32nd little incline and then hold threshold as it, as it leveled. So you'd attack a little bit up a hill, hold threshold, attack it a little bit up a hill, hold threshold. And and you do that, uh, kind of as many times as you could. And so after, um, I had done the workout a couple of times, you, you get a sense of, okay, that, that workout is roughly a six minute focus workout. uh, And it's going to give me roughly 120 XSS. And so um, in the future, if I, if I know that I need to do some sort of high-intensity workout with a focus around five to six minutes, uh, that's certainly a loop that I can add uh, as part of my ride and, and kind of fit my workout to match the, the elevation uh, of the riding that I have nearby, if that makes sense. So um, I think that the take-home message from this is if, if you start to think about what's available to you, Uh, and and you have a workout for it you can upload that to exert and uh and kind of let us do the do the work let us figure out what the focus is and then you have a better idea of okay if i do this loop uh for a high intensity workout it's going to be roughly this minute focus Uh, and so you you can start to incorporate that into your training and uh, without it necessarily being uh, very strict intervals like you can still ride um, ride that local loop and still have fun doing it without it necessarily being super structured
2: that's such an important point because I think everyone you know everyone has their favorite rides that they do outdoors whether they do them solar with group rides they you know they have various other roads that they take um, they probably do them at different intensity levels and so you know g- gaining a little bit of familiarity with the, the the roads that you have around you and then looking at the data that comes back from exert and say, Hey, you know, when I did this ride this way, that was ruler focus. And I got, you know, 150 XSS on that, you know, three hour ride or whatever, four hour ride. So you can, you know, you you just place those in your, in your calendar and say, this is, this is when I'm going to do this, right. This would be an appropriate time to do that ride. So I'm just going to, I'm going to put that in and maybe I'll get others to kind of join me. If I, if I can have an opportunity to do a group ride, maybe, maybe we'll, we'll do that as a group, or maybe I'll just, I'll want to, I'll want to maintain my discipline and do that on my own. However, which way you want to do that. All that information is now at your, at your fingertips. So you don't need to necessarily be that precise about the structure and the workout and the intervals you got to do to achieve your goal you can afford to be a little more flexible, a little bit more, um, you know, something that's going to allow you to, to, do the workout more easily, um, you know, incorporate those into your training. So I think those are really key. And if you, if you are smart about how you put all this, all this stuff together, you can really get to new levels. And we hear stories, so many stories from exerters saying, you know, never was this fit before, you know, and I think a A lot of that is just attributed, just that awareness, right? Once you get a heightened awareness of what's going on, all of a sudden you kind of know how you're going to piece your own training together to achieve those kind of newer levels. So that's really key, I think.
1: And just to remind everyone too, it's, you know, one of the big features we have is with the fitness planner that not only can you just see kind of where you are, but you can you can see where you might be in the future. So again, if you know you have your Tuesday night hammer sessions and you have the past activity, you can plug it in to the next few weeks and see what that's going to do in terms of bringing your fitness up and things, and also how it's going to impact your freshness, your yellow, green, blue, kind of status. And so that is a really powerful tool you can use because as both you and Scott have been saying, once you know, once you've done kind of certain rides, you, you know what they're going to be like, and you can, and we do the hard job of analyzing for you. And we can also with the fitness planner plug them into the future and see what that's going to do. If you were to again, do that ride again next Tuesday or whether you're going to take a break that day instead or go for an easy endurance ride.
0: Yeah, exactly. So, um, I think that's, uh, that's pretty much the end of the topics that I had. Um, I don't know if, uh, if you had any final comments on that uh, yet, Armando.
2: Um, no, the only thing is I think just wanted to, you know, just wanted to add here is that, you know, this, there, there really are really, um, um I mean, the the system is there to help you kind of achieve those kind of new there's new levels of fitness together with tracking them with your new level your new fitness and your youth threshold hie and peak power so that's really the key here is to leverage all the capabilities that we have to kind of see how you can map out your own training and get to the, and get to that new level that you haven't achieved before so i really hope that you know you know listeners can kind of understand that and you know have that opportunity to kind of reach that new fitness level that they may not have reached before because we hear that we hear that expressed by a lot of users and we want everyone to have that experience with exert we think everyone can right we really believe everybody if you use the system the way it's supposed to be used you're going to get the new levels it's just there's you know it's there for you to to, to make that happen, so I'm really hoping all the listeners will go out there and and and, and do something special this year or next year, and uh, and uh, we look forward to being part of that experience for them.
0: Yeah, I think that's um, yeah, that's a really good way to put it. Is is we really have the tools there for you, um, and and we want to help you succeed, um, but uh, unfortunately, we can't do the work for you. So still got to go out and ride your bike.
2: And that's um, the fun part, you know, we're all. Part of that, the whole, you know, it's not just the end results that we're going to enjoy, but we're going to enjoy the whole process of getting there. So
0: yes, yeah. getting lost and heading to closed coffee shops. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. Um, so I just wanted to quickly wrap things up again um, as we uh, finish up this podcast. So um, today, I think really one of the, the main points that we talked about um, that I think is really important is that training isn't just those structured workouts. And I think um, that everybody needs to be cognizant of that. And I think that if you start to realize that that group ride that you do, that weekend cafe ride, that that Zwift race that you're doing, that's all part of your training. Um, Training isn't just those those structured intervals, those pre-planned intervals kind of on your trainer. So um, keep that in mind. Um, And that the workout structure itself, as we talked about, that's not what's necessarily making you fitter. So we we briefly talked about the four by eights themselves. It's not the four by eight that makes you fit. It's the, the, the process of doing that workout that makes you fit. And so you can do other things that aren't necessarily four by eights with similar benefits. And then I think um, just being able to, to monitor your improvements over the winter with it or, or sorry, over the summer uh, with exert and being able to track training load and your fitness breakthroughs, uh, I think is really important. And using um, kind of those breakthroughs and then that freshness uh, rating to continue and stay disciplined and, and keep working on that low intensity training, even on days where you're where you might your high intensity system might be fatigued. Uh, and so those are generally the the, the topics that we had discussed today, where you can really start to optimize and really get all that you can out of your fitness this summer. So I think, uh, I Excellent. think that's just about everything that I had for today. So uh, I do want to say thanks to both of you for, uh,
2: for joining again. This is always awesome. Thanks Scott. It was really a pleasure talking about this topic today. Thanks
1: yep. and everyone, uh, ride safe and, and ride fast. I'll see you next time. All right. Yeah, bye for now.